We are live. We are live. We are live. Just finished my workout and scarfed down some food. You know what I've I've been thinking? I kind of think that maybe we should do an intro. You think? Yeah, I kind of think it'd be cool. I mean, we would have to think about it, but I think it'd be cool. I mean, we have a, we have, we kind of have an outro, but it's like, it's just a tradition. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, maybe there will be an intro here in a few weeks. (laughs) We'll get our shit together. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Figure it out. (laughs) But okay. Um, Hi, everyone. We're here today um, to talk about... um, backing off the gas, how, when to know and how to maneuver backing off the gas for training or just your protocol in general. Um, so we know that like, we can't always be perfect in our protocol. Sometimes things happen in life and you're like, what am I supposed to do? Do I just throw all this crap out the window since it's, it's not perfect right now? Or do I focus on other things or, mm-hmm. and, and what are the things that I focus on if I can't train, if I can't, eat the way I I normally do. If I like, what do I do? Like, and, and how should I go about that? Um, and so we're here to talk about that a little bit today. Yeah. So we're going to kind of give some real world application as to like how Britt and I maneuvered our own protocols with our coach when we were having a hard time. So like kind of going back to our second episode on mental health, when I was dealing with my severe depression and insomnia. We're talking like a good night for me was like several hours of uninterrupted sleep. A bad night would have been like, I couldn't go to sleep. Like I was just fucking up. And obviously if you're not sleeping, that is going to just be a huge stressor to the body. So that's going to drive things like, you know, insulin resistance. It's going to increase, you know, has the potential to increase body fat and decrease muscle mass, which is the exact opposite of what we want in physique development. And, you know, at this time I was still like kind of training for the bikini division, but still like trying to grow and add mass. But, you know, during this time when I wasn't sleeping and I was emotionally just a wreck, you know, Mark essentially was like two weeks. We're just not going to track, like, we're just not going to track your food. And of course, like as an athlete who's tracked, I mean, even not being an athlete, but I tracked my food since I was 16 years old. Like the idea of not tracking was like, ah, like you just kind of like almost freeze the fuck up. Cause you're like, well, how do I eat that? Like, I have no idea how to eat without tracking my food, you know, by my scale, like literally like, 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 what do, like can I use, can I use cups at least? Like, yeah. like, I just, like, I had no idea like what to do, but he was just like, just like, don't track, just eat as you normally would, but don't get out the food scale. Don't get out my fitness pal. Just like, don't just don't add that stress to your plate. And so, you know, I didn't, and we changed my training around where I got to pick four say it with me now, four exercises twice a week. That was my training. And it was like four or five reps are reps in reserve. So I'm like doing my four favorite exercises, an upper body day and a lower body day. That was it. Mm-hmm. Not till failure, not, not anywhere close to failure. And when he told me that I had a really hard time mentally with it. Cause like, obviously as an athlete, you're like, go, 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 like press on the gas, press on the gas. But like, I also knew as a coach that what he was doing for me as my coach was he was saving me from fucking with my adrenals. Like essentially was like making sure that my body didn't pump out so much cortisol that eventually it would be leading into adrenal insufficiency. And he was saving me from like weeks and months of a health phase where we just pulled back just for the time being until I could kind of get my shit together and work on my mental health that, you know, I was able to 
eventually with the help of a therapist reading the sleep book, which shout out to guy, Dr. Guy Meadows on the sleep book. I know Britt's going to probably talk about it a little bit when she talks about her experience, but mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't until I was able to really like pull back and focus on my mental health. Did things start to improve? And now what that means is I had to step off the gas when it came to my physique goals and physique development. It doesn't mean that I didn't still have them because I've door, of course I did, but my goals changed temporarily. And I think that's really key in understanding, like if you're in a health phase, you can't always pursue, um, pursue physique development. Like you have to focus on the goal and the task at hand there and your goals might temporarily have to change. And you have to believe that you were achieving this goal you were trying to go after, because if you're in a health phase and you're, you know, constantly changing, you know, chasing physique development, you're going to be really fucking disappointed with the end result. If your mind is not mentally where it should be. So for me, it was learning to take away the physique goal and know that it's on the back burner for when I'm sleeping and being able to recover and train and eat how I want to. But as of right now, my body and my mind needs attention elsewhere. So my goal shifted from physique development to being able to sleep five hours in a row uninterrupted. And then when that, I got that five hours and it was starting to be consistent, okay, well, six, seven, eight, you know, and then I'd have a few eight nights and then maybe would have a four night, but like you kind of play this battle where, you know, for me, my goal was to get quality sleep and eventually I got it thankfully, but it took so much time. Mm-hmm. And when I did finally get that consistent sleep and was able to let go of all that sleep stress, you know, we started to ramp up training a little bit more. I was able to track again you know, yes, I had lost about, I think like five or six pounds during that time because, you know, yes, I was under eating not on purpose, but at the same time, when you're depressed and stressed, like you probably don't have an appetite, at least I didn't. So it was really learning to pull back on the gas, take care of the shit that I needed to take care of in the now. And then from there, once everything was addressed and, you know, I had my house in order, so to speak, then we were able to shift our focus back to physique development. We were able to get some food back. We were able to get some training intensity back. And really I lost nothing. Like, yeah, you can argue that I lost time, but I really didn't. That time was an investment in my mental health to get me to where I wanted to go. And it got me to where I am today. And I think that's really important to understand during like times of stress or depression or insomnia or whatever the thing that you need to address is. Or even like injury. I mean, like, you know, like mental health. Yes. But like anytime that you have a change in your mental health or your physical state, um, you have to remember and and you need to, and, and that thing, whatever it is, needs to be addressed. Like you have to understand that the, the goal at this point is no longer to progress your physique. It's not like, and I know it's hard to hear. It's really difficult to hear. Um, but your goal is to address the rupture, not to address the rupture and figure out how you can still progress. It's to address what's going on so that you can progress later. Um, and so that's where there has to be a mindset shift. So notice how when Ashley's talking about getting proper sleep again, the goal was to be able to sleep, not, not so that not right now, like we can't even think about adding size. We can't think about, um, progression physique wise without the basics, the, the basics of sleep, the basics of recovery. Um, you can, you can no longer do that. So for you to think of two different things at one time that are kind of opposing each other, doesn't make sense. Right. So you have to take a step back and say, okay, my goal, what is the matter right now? The matter is sleep. So my goal is to get sleep. What is the matter right now? My ankle's broken. Well, I need to get 
I need to make sure that my ankle is good before I start training. Like, and so um, I think that sometimes people will try to figure out how they can move around the situation instead of addressing it head on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you have a situation that you have to address head on, that's when you pull back on training. That's when you take your foot off the gas, at least your mindset shift of we're not thinking about physique progression. We're thinking about personal uh, healing and personal progression right now, which might not fit physique progression right now. And that's okay. Um, when I was going through, when I was going through with depression, I often think about how much time and it's kind of, it's bad, but I often think about like, Oh, if that wouldn't have happened, would I be further? Yeah. You know, but you can't think like that. And I still, I still have problems with that because I'll think like, Oh, I said, I'm, I was in off season all the year, but I was really depressed for six months. Like, and so if I weren't depressed, like would I have gotten further, but honestly, like I have the best physique that I've ever had right now. Um, so without that, and without having to overcome that, I might actually not be where I am. Mm -hmm. Um, and I learned, I learned a lot about patience and I learned a lot about what areas that I need to focus on. And it's not always about growing. Um, it's, it's not always about, um, you just, you just have to understand like physique development is the last thing uh, like that you should be thinking about if you don't have everything in order. It's like, it's like a privilege. It's a privilege to even think about that. If you have the means to do it, the funds to do it and the health to do it. So it's like, that's the last, a lot of my year, that was the last thing that I needed to be thinking about. But because I still checked off the boxes every single day, it happened, you know, it was cool. Um, but yeah, I I often think about how I, I, where would I be, but I, I have to remind myself, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. It wouldn't be any other way, even if it were another way, like, so just like, remember that and take that into consideration when you're healing uh, mentally, or you have like something physical going on. Like right Mm -hmm. now I have a client who has an ear infection and is very sick um, in other ways. And she sent me a message today saying how upset she is. And she's been upset for days about how she can't train um, and won't be able to train until like next week. And I sent her a voice message and I said, look, like, you remember, you you can't think about like the fact that you can't do this. I mean, don't think about the fact that you can't do this this week because at the, it's not next week. Like, so And even if it were, if it is next week and you still can't train, you still can't do what you normally do. That's okay. You know, if anything, this is the best time for that to happen. You know, think of it in a positive way. It's the holidays. You're going to get some days off anyway. Um, You're going to get, you know, you, it's okay to have some free days here and there um, because I'm telling you it's okay. So it's the best time for this to be happening. You're not cutting, you're not worried about losing body fat. Like you're just, you're chilling. And so use this time and be appreciative of the fact that you really don't have to do anything. So pour into yourself right now. Um, I used a lot of the time where I was off, even though I wasn't off, like where I was pulling back on training, um, so that I could heal my mind, um, on pouring into coaching and pouring into like my controllables and what I had going on. Um, but I didn't use, I did, I don't think at all during that time, I succumbed to feeling bad for myself. I just took it one day at a time instead of thinking like 
five months from now, four months from now, what am I going to look like? What am I going to do? Is this going to be over? And in reality, sometimes you don't know when things are going to stop. Like, so it's best to just take during that time, take things day by day, but pull back if you need to. So. Right. And I think people get this, like when they hear pulling back as going backwards, and that's not necessarily the case. You can still have your foot on, if we're going to use like this car analogy, you can still have your foot on the gas pedal without necessarily accelerating. Like, I think that's really important to understand because like, you know, if we have to go in reverse because you're unwilling to take your foot off the gas pedal and just cruise for a little bit, then you know what, shit, we might have to park and then reverse and, you know, do damage control versus you actually, uh, you know, address the shit that needs to be addressed and take it seriously. You know, in Britt's case for mental health, in my case, mental health on top of um, also like the physical health, because also during this time I was attempting to, like I had a hamstring tour. So I wasn't really even able to train the way I wanted to train anyway, because I had this like fucked up hamstring. So I kind of double whammy and, you know, for a while there, I definitely had a, a shit mindset. I was almost in not necessarily a woe is me mindset, but I definitely was grumpy about it. And I was bitter about it because like I had been doing PT for all this time and they told me PT would help heal it. And it wasn't healing it. I was doing the exercises that they were telling me to do. I was icing it and heating it as instructed by the doctor. And then they're like, oh, well, you're probably going to need, you know, either surgery or a PRP injection. And of course, like, then my mind went to finances and like, it just, it spiraled. So it wasn't until I like really had a clear mind and was like, you need to take one one thing at a time and address it and fix it and understand that this shit's going to take time. So that way, when, you know, the time comes and everything is addressed and fixed, at least within your control, then you can kind of get back on your shit and, you know, excel in the way that you want to excel in terms of physique development. And that's exactly what I did. It just took time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, (laughs) and like, I, I think that like, sometimes you you have to find what works for you and what you need to pull back on. So like for Ashley, she didn't track for two weeks. Now I didn't have to do that. And a lot of people wouldn't have to do that, but you also have to keep like your, what you're trying to do in mind and not every, like, just because you have an injury doesn't mean that everyone shouldn't track, um, or everyone shouldn't train, or it, it depends, like it's dependent. And it's like, what is actually pulling back to you? So like Ashley has tracked since she was 16 years old. So yeah, like that's probably something that is like really normal for her. Um, and I don't know, like, how did you feel a side note? Like, how did you feel not tracking for two weeks? Did you like, honestly thinking about it now, it was like a month and a half, like Mark told me initially two weeks. And then after like a two week period, I was like, I'll be honest with you. Like I enjoy not tracking, not because I view it as a stress, but it freed up the mental space for me to address the shit I needed to address. And I wasn't like playing Tetris in my fitness pal, making sure my macros were hit exactly because I'm in the mindset where if Mark tells me that your protein is 180, carbs are 200, fats are 85, you better hit 180, 285. Like that's just how I am a bodybuilder. And so to not have to play macro Tetris to be perfect in my macros, quote unquote, having that mental freedom to, you know, read my book or maybe implement, um, 
exercises that my therapist recommended or exercises that my physical therapist recommended. You know, I was able to give that time and attention where I needed it most. And so, although at first it was like a knee jerk reaction where I felt like I was being sucker punched in the end, it was one of the best things for me. And then when I was like, Hey, Mark, I'm ready to track again. You know, we saw where my body was. We saw where on average, how much I estimated that I was eating. Cause again, I had lost like five, six pounds. And so we kind of, you know, reevaluated, got my macros where they need to be started to train a little bit more, you know, kind of, um, at this time, I think I had the PRP injection, so I couldn't train legs at all. So we were just focusing on upper body, which was fine. But at first it was definitely weird. And I definitely had, you know, kind of a little bit of a mental stress where like a part of my like eating disorder, like voice in your head is like, well, don't eat too much. When in reality, it's like nothing really changed. Like, I think I had like two or three quote unquote free meals where I went out to restaurant with Eric. And honestly, that was a win just because I had no appetite at the time. So the fact that I was able to eat even half of like an entree was just like, thank God, at least I'm getting some nutrition in, but you know, at first it was hard, but then again, like I said, I was able to take that mental stress of tracking and focus it on other areas that needed the time and attention during that time. Yeah. So like, you know, it ended up being positive for you. Um, if you were able to not track, like, would you, like, I don't know how to ask this, but like, do you think you'd be happier if you were not tracking, like you were just kind of like married to only a certain, certain foods or like, what do you think? Like, I know you, you just said you enjoyed it. What do you, are you asking like right now, like right now, would I enjoy not tracking? Sure. I would say yes and no. And kind of for different reasons. Like I would enjoy like maybe like having the freedom to try new foods that I wouldn't normally eat, but I'm just too lazy to track. So it's more of a laziness thing than it is anything else. Like I enjoy the foods that I eat. You know, I have diverse diversity in my diet. So that's not necessarily the bothersome thing. And plus I also shop at Costco and it's like, they only have so many things. They don't have like a regular like grocery section, like, you know, a Kroger's might have where they have like beets and shit. So like, if I wanted to try new stuff, like I'd have to go to a different grocery store. So I guess like for me, I enjoy tracking because I know I'm being successful in this goal that I'm doing right now. And it's helping me in this health phase to like shred down fat. But at the end of the day, if Mark was like, Hey, like, you know, like for example, this week I'm going to Dayton. And so he's like, Hey, take a free meal while you're in Dayton. Like, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to just like go out and eat maybe some sushi or something like that on a a day that I train and not track it. But Mm -hmm. like, as far as like not tracking completely, like I'm kind of neutral to it. Like whatever Mark says I will do. So at the end of the day, that's where like my mindset's at. If like Mark tells me to do something, I just do it. And I don't really ask questions unless I just fundamentally don't understand what he's saying, but when he tells me to do something, I just do it at this point. And, you know, he hasn't stared me wrong yet. So I have no reason to doubt his abilities as a coach at this point. Yeah. Gotcha. Cause sometimes like we're kind of getting off topic a little but I feel like I'm just, I'm, I want to say this. Sometimes I wonder what it'd be like to not track, like, um, not that I hate it. Cause I don't hate it. I just, I wonder what it'd be like to kind of just know what to do um without the numbers I don't want to do it because I know that this has worked for me for a long time um but I do sometimes wonder like for people that I I see like professional bodybuilders that don't track a thing like they're just they just eat and they eat and they know like 
to ha- where to increase and they know where not to. Um, and they're okay with that. Like, I've just, I wonder what it'd be like to be comfortable with that. Cause I'm just not comfortable with it. Um, and so I'm asking just because sometimes I wonder, like, I wonder like what that feels like and what that's like, but I'm just uncomfortable doing that. Like, I'm so not able to, um, just wing it. Like, I'm just right. well, I think something that I, I don't know if this is true in terms of like, like logically, I know this from studies, but like, again, you have to remember that I used to be morbidly obese. And so like intuitive eating for me, like I kind of lost that. And you actually can actually read in a lot of studies where it's like people who like were obese or morbidly obese. And like, they got down to a healthy body weight, their hunger cues are still kind of fucked up like years after. And mine are too, sometimes like you know, right now I'm quote unquote dieting, but I'm still dieting on 2,300 calories. So it's like, I'm not hungry. So I have to tell myself, Hey, like you need to eat a fucking meal right now, or else like, you're going to screw up. So like, I feel personally, I have lost the ability to intuitively eat Mm -hmm. and I'm sure other people have like opinions, which is fine. But like, I personally don't understand how to do that. And then like, obviously you can argue, well, it's also very sleep dependent and stress dependent as well. Cause that can definitely, Im- um, that can influence like your hunger signaling pathways, which yes. So for me, like, I don't believe I have that ability, but at the same time, like tracking for me is just like, like brushing my teeth. And so even when I'm like 50, 60 years old, I probably will track to some extent. Like I definitely won't be as like strict as I am now. Cause when I'm 60 years old, I doubt the goal is going to be like stepping on stage. It will just be longevity at this point and you know, life. But I think that's just how I view it. It's like, I track because I'm just, that's just what I do. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. But anyway, so <laughs> like coming back to, uh, like just when to pull back from where you need to, it's all situation dependent, but don't be afraid to do it. I think that like, don't be afraid to focus on something else that's going to get you where you need to go, like physique wise later. Um, Because the more you push through things that like, you know, are not okay, like the worst and the worst you're going to be later on. Um, So like, for example, like getting, I saw Mark post something about uh, therapy today, like getting body work done. Yeah. That's something you need to focus on. Like, um, I know that it, it is something where people, or like taking more rest days. Um, that's something where people are like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like I need to train. I need to, I need to keep. And then on their rest days, like they're busy all day or they like, don't actually rest. Um, or they don't get their therapy done. Like these are all parts of recovery um, that are day-to-day things that prevent you from having to take an entire step back mm-hmm. and like have to not track or have to not train or have to like, so make sure that you're doing like the day-to-day things of pulling back on, on what you're doing to give yourself that mental break and your body that break that it needs so that you encounter less frequently because eventually you're going to encounter times where you just can't do things. Um, but so that you encounter less frequency, uh, of, or you encounter less frequently needing to actually pull back for weeks or months on end. Um, so make sure you're doing all of those little things like for yourself so that you don't have to do that. Um, and you don't feel like crap, um, all the time. So, cause it's, this is a very, you have to, Remember, like this whole sport is so 24 hourly 
stressful. Um, that not taking care of the little things so that you can prevent big ruptures is, you know, not what you want to do. So you, mm-hmm. you want to do that. You want to keep doing that too. So don't like, I'm not saying try to avoid big ruptures, but the little things are going to help you to not have large ruptures. Yeah. There are two things that you said that I want to touch on that I think are really important. If you feel like you're having to deload once a month, something's wrong with your recovery. Like something is wrong with your, like, and again, this is context dependent. So like, don't everyone be like, I deload once a month. Okay. Like if you're dieting and it's like really getting hard, yeah, chances are you're going to feel yourself getting weaker. But I mean, if you're in your growth phase or even like a health phase and you feel like you have to like deload, like consistently over a regular basis, something's probably wrong with your recovery when it comes to stress management, body work, um, your volume load, intensity load, nutrition. So like, you definitely want to check on that. And then the other thing is your body is super freaking cool. It's adaptable as hell. And it can be forced brutally to adapt in insane scenarios. Like obviously duh, prep is pretty fucking brutal and pretty like intense, but it can only take your shit for so long until it's like, Hey, listen, we had to do damage control. We have to pull back. And like mentally you might not want to pull back, but physically you'll start to like hold on to body fat. You'll definitely like see that you're just not as adaptable and malleable as you once were. There's a reason for it. Cause your body, all it wants to fucking do is keep you alive. Mm-hmm. Maybe your brain doesn't care about that at that case in point, especially if it's like a prep scenario, but like all your body's trying to do is keep your ass alive. And it's going to do that. However it needs to do. It might, you might think that your body hates you, but your body doesn't hate you. It loves you. Like it wants yeah. to keep your ass alive. So like you need to do what it needs and you need to listen to it before like you have to really do damage control. Yeah. And oh, just like, just to piggyback, like if you are deloading once a month, like even if you are taking a deload, deloading once a month is way too frequent, way too frequent. Like if you were deloading, I don't believe in deloads. I'm on the side of like, I are on the side of like, no, just take your extra rest days, make sure that you're taking care of your stress management and stuff. But if that's your training style and you're deloading once a month, that is too much. Like, no. So find, figure it out, like (laughs) get your, get your crap together, definitely with your recovery. Or if you're just deloading, just because you're like, that's what someone told me I'm supposed to do, but I don't really feel like I need to, you're doing yourself a disservice. Like if you're already good at taking rest days and stuff and you're deloading just because stop doing that. Like, I know when I like touched on that, like Brit's face was like, she like lit up. It was awesome. Cause I hate she it. No, I hate like- it. I hate it when people don't um, understand why they're deloading. They just deload because they're like, Oh, I'm supposed to. And it's like, no, like, think about it. Like, think about how you feel. Do you feel like you need to, like, there's a lot of like, a lot of how do I feel? Mm-hmm. Um, and then acting on how you feel. So, you know, I, I said this, what did I say to one of my students uh, a couple of days ago? They, they saw me weighing my food. Okay. So I got them Chipotle and, um, I was, I wanted Chipotle cause I was like, okay, I can track this and I can have sides and stuff and I can, you know, I can do all that. So I got Chipotle and, um, so I could eat with them mm-hmm. and I weighed out my stuff and they were watching me do it. And they're like, why are you doing that? What are you doing? They were so confused. They were so confused. And I was like, yeah, I've never told you, but like, this is what I do in my spare time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I weigh my food in my spare time. Skip and they were like, and they were like, wait, like you do that? Like you, and I, so I, I said, yeah, like, you know, those trophies in my office, like those are, 
those are my trophies for my competitions and stuff. And they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense why you're always on edge. And I'm like, well, I'm like, <laughs> that's what they told me. They said I'm always on edge. Well, that's was, a nice way to put it, I guess. <laughs> and I was like, no. But anyway, so they were asking like, okay, well, what if you just don't feel like doing that? Like what happens? And I said, it was like an error. On my yeah, like 404. <laughs> it was like, what? <laughs> it's never about how I told them it's never about how I feel. And I thought about it. That's, that's not true. It is a lot about how I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, but there are other parts where it's like lots of things are scheduled too. So, um, it's a lot of, when it comes to training and recovery, it's about like auto regulation and biofeedback. Um, and so just remember that, like when you're, when you're thinking about taking a step back for training or like, cause there's a difference between like being very fatigued and, and, and not being able to train at your optimal state or eat at your optimal way of doing it because you might have issues health-wise and like just not wanting to. And so like, just understand the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll help you understand like when you need to take a step back if you do, um, because you need to know like if, in a good way to see that is if your biofeedback is showing that you need to chill out. Um, and based off of how you feel too. So, you know, if you're the type of person that just follows a protocol, just, and you follow it, that's great. And that's really admirable, but you also have to sit back and look at the biofeedback you're getting from, from Mm -hmm. this or however you're feeling and think like, okay, I might need to take a step back. And that might mean that your weight, like you're in your logbook, your weights are not moving up anymore, or they're regressing, especially if they're regressing backwards. Um, you might need to look at that. Your sleep is fucked. Um, you're always achy or you're always irritable. That's a big one. Uh, always moody, your libido's, uh, kind of getting a little rough there. You're not, there's not very much that can get you going, um, and things like that. So those are things that you can look at to see whether or not you need to take a step back and maybe take an extra few days. Um, and that also takes you telling your coach that too, and being able to say like, Hey, I'm having a rough time. I I'm, this is how I feel. What do you think I should do? And they'll tell you like, take a few days off or not, or however, you know, so make sure you're doing that stuff too. Yeah. And to add to Brit's list, I think it is really important to like recognize the signs of this, not necessarily like overtraining, but that definitely could be considered overtraining, but you know, it's like a more comprehensive list on top of what Brit already said is if you see your resting heart rate start to trend upward. Mm-hmm. That's a, a sign that you're under a lot of stress and that like, maybe you need to like pull back, um, fasting blood glucose start to trend upward. Yeah. You know, if we're getting high nineties, low one hundreds, like that's something that you need to address. Um, other things is like, again, sleep going to shit, like broken sleep, less sleep joints are achy log book is stagnant or regressing. Like she said, you know, your body weight might start to dip in some cases, or, I mean, again, this is very interdividual. Some people might lose weight. Some people might gain weight. They might start getting puffy, extra inflammation, um, holding that water, um, you know, bowel movements might start to change. You might find yourself maybe, you know, having diarrhea or on conversely, maybe extra constipated. You might notice bloating and gas again, like 
that's going to be stress related. So these are all things that you kind of need to watch out for and document, which is why biofeedback is so important because if you notice all these changes and you're also dealing with a high perceived stress, whether it's like personally in your job, family, whatever, like that, these are all good indicators that your body is going through some shit and you need to make sure you address that and adjust your protocol accordingly, whether you're coaching yourself or at least letting your coach know. So that way they know how to make the best decision to keep again, your health at the forefront of their focus and not just physique development. Yeah, definitely. So all good things. Um, that's all I got. Yeah, no, I think that was pretty comprehensive. Um, hopefully this made sense. And if you guys have more questions, you know, definitely make sure you reach out to us. Like we really appreciate your guys' support and your feedback on the podcast and just interacting with us. Like you have no idea how much it means to us when you just like send us a DM or like share that you're listening to the podcast that always like brightens our day. And we really appreciate you guys. Yeah, we do. And we'll, maybe we'll have an intro here soon. Maybe we'll make things more official. <laughs> like- make it more legit. Make it more legit. Eric's going to hate us. He's going to be like, no, do the back and forth thing. But well, you know, Eric's not on the podcast. You. It's, Eric, it's not about you, Eric. When you're Eric can be this, quiet. It's not about you. Shut the fuck up, Eric. Like, like, you know, Eric. <laughs> like, maybe help us with it. How about that? How about find, maybe you can record. Maybe he can record the intro. <laughs> I'm, not giving, I'm not giving him that much power that's too much that's too much yeah yeah uh, but you guys are awesome uh we hope you have a you know great week and you know by this time that you guys are listening it's gonna be the week of christmas and we'll see you guys and hear you guys post christmas but eat some christmas goodies i hope santa brings you a good gift and yeah we'll talk soon yep all right peace, peace.